Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a good a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. Very good. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a... Senator, great senator, I predict, right? You're going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. Well, there is a little snippet from Donald Trump's, I guess, acceptance speech, whatever. I don't know if he's accepting first place. He's pretty much demanded it. He dominated in Iowa. It was a resounding victory. And what I've continued to hear people on both sides of the aisle on a whole bunch of different networks talk about President Trump's tone. And I think that it is starting to resonate with people that at least in Iowa, Donald Trump decided to go a different direction than he has before. There weren't any nicknames. He said some uh, neutral to nice things about his opponents, and people are starting to take note. I wonder what this means uh, to Dory Murdoch. He joins us now, nationally syndicated columnist, a Fox News contributor as well. Dory, welcome back. I wonder what you think about the Iowa results. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Um, I watched the results on Monday night, and uh, they were resounding. I mean, obviously, 51% victory. He was uh, 30 points ahead of Ron DeSantis, who clocked in about 21. I think Nikki Haley was around 19 and change. And uh, this was the biggest uh, primary 
I, I should say caucus, Iowa caucus victory since I believe in 1988 when Bob Dole won a margin, won by margin about 13 percent. Trump more than double that with his 30 point margin. And out of 99 counties in Iowa, he won 98 of them and he lost one county to Nikki Haley by one vote. So if they have yeah. a recount, who knows? And maybe 99 out of 99, uh-huh. but 98 out of 99 is pretty good. And uh, he did very well with uh, college educated people. He did very well with women. He did very well across all the demographics. So uh, I know people like Hillary Clinton like to say, oh, you know, it's a, it's a Trump, uh, Trump's cult and all that. Well, it's a pretty big cult uh, that's uh, winning huge majorities. And um, uh, I, I like the tone that uh, he's demonstrated. You might call it a kinder, gentler Donald J. Trump. And if he can maintain that and keep the focus on policy and uh, avoid the name calling and that sort of thing. Uh, the contrast between that and what you hear out of the White House, that he's uh, basically Adolf Hitler Jr. and he's a, soon to be a dictator and, you know, we're going to have concentration camps in this country within a couple hours of the inauguration, et cetera. So, I mean, this stuff is garbage completely. But uh, if it contrasts with what we've seen over the last week, a couple weeks or so, when Trump has been uh, acting in a rather conciliatory fashion and staying focused on the issues, um, all that uh, stuff is going to look even more nonsensical and absurd and, and ridiculous. And uh, Biden will sink uh, even further between the waves. I, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because this is a regular conversation uh, among the hundred or so people who are chatting with us on our YouTube live broadcast every day. Is this idea of Donald Trump as the dictator? That is something that has been discussed heavily in the mainstream media. They want to keep that idea alive that there that Donald Trump is pursuant in ultimate and uh, forever control once he were to potentially get back in the White House. You said it's ridiculous, but why do you think that they're pushing it so much from the left side, especially within the media coverage of it? Why is it so necessary to keep this idea alive if it is, in fact, so ridiculous? Well, it's a lot easier to call uh, Trump a dictator than to defend the Biden record. I mean, are they going to say we want four, four more years of inflation, four more years of uh, the border being ripped open, four more years of uh, communities, not just in Texas and Arizona, but all the way up in, in Maine and, and uh, Chicago, probably where you are in St. Louis, having to accommodate these people who have broken into our country and see your uh, your city and state budgets basically rated to take care of these people. Uh, four more years of uh, international chaos in Europe with the Ukraine war, four more years of uh, what you've seen in the Middle East. We've gone from peace in the Middle East under Trump to the Middle East on fire with the Red Sea uh, full of uh, uh, Houthi uh, rockets with the uh, trouble, uh, not trouble, the massacre uh, in October 7th of, uh, by Hamas against Israel, the ongoing war in Gaza, uh, tremendous global instability, I mean, four more years of that kind of chaos. Uh, if I had to defend that record, I think I'd say I'd just scream Hitler. It's a lot easier. And it gets people hot and bothered and excited. And it's certainly much more simple than having to, uh, having to justify or defend that kind of record that Biden has had so far. Yeah, and you have his personal, you know, his disappearance. Nobody's seen him. I mean, he's been, been invisible since Monday. Uh, they called a lid at the White House yesterday at 10:06. Uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if the groundhog has uh, popped his head out of the hole today or not. But uh, we don't see much of Joe Biden. So you know, it's a lot easier just to yell about Adolf Hitler than talk about Joe Biden. I played a clip earlier from Rachel Maddow, and she, uh, on the night of the Iowa caucus results, MSNBC was not handling the the butt kicking that Donald Trump laid on that uh, on that caucus there. I'm just going to read for you what Rachel Maddow said, and I transcribed this myself verbatim. Regardless of whether or not they have any link to any church, it's I'm not a Catholic, I'm not a Jew, and I am right wing and willing to get rid of democracy that's what evangelical means in real political terms. What do you say to Rachel Maddow? 
That's very funny because this morning I heard that quote and I transcribed it myself. <laughs> it's absurd. It's, it's so I did the same exact thing you did. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know any anybody who's an evangelical who thinks, uh, you know, I just want to get rid of democracy and that's what being evangelical uh, evangelicalism means to me. It's just a stupid and bizarre comment. And and I don't know anybody who's saying we want to cancel elections, we want to take people off the ballot, we want to lock up our opponents. And yet this was this is exactly what Biden and his allies are doing. They they are they've at, uh, got rid of the uh, primary in Florida and North Carolina so that uh, Biden would, have to, would not have to face Dean Phillips, the congressman from, I think it's Minnesota, who's running against him. Uh, there is no primary in New Hampshire today. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Biden's on the ballot. I think they're arranging some effort to have a write-in so he'll actually have some votes for him. Uh, so, so that doesn't sound like democracy. Uh, the effort to lock Trump up on the part of four different Democrat uh, prosecutors, 91 different charges across four cases. And if he is convicted on all of them, uh, he could go to jail for 712 years. Uh, and then you've got the uh, Democrats uh, and the FBI running around and censoring people. You know, if you engage in, quote unquote, uh, misinformation, uh, they'll contact Facebook and uh, Google and so on and try to get you uh, deplatform or get your articles blocked. Uh, you know, they're the same people who shut down the uh, uh, New York Post's uh, Twitter page to make sure people didn't read the uh, Hunter's uh, Hunter Biden's laptop from hell articles in the New York Post just before the 2020 election. So these are the people who are battling democracy, yet they scream and yell and say, we on the right are trying to shut down democracy. I don't see anybody on the right engaging this kind of behavior. So it's the usual psychological projection, which is pretty much uh, the uh, the jet fuel for the entire Democratic Party. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's it's. It's so crazy to go to that that dramatic of a, a length and to think about any of the issues that are facing real Americans here in St. Louis in the Midwest. You know, I'm, I'm seeing people that are questioning a lot of things that have to do with the electrical grid right now because it is really cold right here and people are losing power. And, and I've seen people on on message boards saying, you know, don't if you've got electric cars, don't charge cars right now because we can't handle the power grid here. Uh, people are talking about grocery bills. People are talking about things that matter to them on an everyday basis. And the counter to the possibility that Donald Trump might be an alternative that would make our lives better on a daily basis is he's Hitler. And if you're evangelical, you want to end the country as we know it. It's just it's incredibly absurd. It's absurd. And, and look, you know, they could make a credible argument about, uh, you know, we need to spend less on this and more on that. Or let's here's the, an idea to help poverty or here's one way to get people's grocery bills down. Um, you know, if you want electric vehicles, here's the formula for getting more charging stations out there. I mean, I'm, I think I think a lot of this stuff is silly, but OK, if that's what you want to do, show us your plan for getting electric charging stations as well distributed in this country as gas stations. And then maybe this EV thing will make some sense. Uh, they don't do that. They just yell about the Third Reich and, and you know, Germany in the 30s and all this other stuff from, you know, 90, almost 90 years ago. It's just insane. And, and because they are not focused on ideas and uh, proposals for the, for the future and making these just outlandish comments, they've just turned themselves from, you know, a credible political party into something that, you know, on a good day is, is comical and on a bad day is terrifying. Yeah. DeRoy Murdoch is with us right now. Last question before we let you go. Uh, Donald Trump put a thumping on the caucus. We have the idea that maybe Nikki Haley will compete pretty strongly in New Hampshire. Do you have any predictions for the way the rest of this is going to play out or any advice on how uh, these candidates should ap approach the rest of this primary process? Uh, briefly, what the sort of odd factor in New, New Hampshire is that, is that uh, uh, unaffiliated uh, voters can vote in the Republican primary 
And you might have some people basically saying, look, there's no race on the on the Democrat side. So let me play it, play it on the Republican side. And they may get in there and vote for Nikki Haley because they dislike Trump or they may do it just to create chaos and so on. So I, I very much believe in closed primaries. Republicans pick Republicans, Democrats pick Democrats. So you may have, have, may have some wild cards in uh, New Hampshire on that basis. Then we go into South Carolina and Trump is way ahead and, and Nikki Haley then faces the prospect of uh, losing in her own state. And uh, you know, she may pull out of that just to avoid pull out of the race entirely just to avoid the that kind of embarrassment. Uh, my advice to uh, all the candidates is talk about the issues, stay focused on uh, actual policy proposals to to make this country great again. Whether whether it's the Trump MAGA agenda or the DeSantis or Haley agenda, and uh, and with, as far as Trump goes, focus on the issues, avoid the name calling. Uh, you know, be positive, be funny, which he's able to do. And the more he's uh, delightful and charming like that, the more mm. more silly all this you know Hitler talk sounds. And the more people who like his policies but don't like his tone will come back to the fray and say, all right, if this is going to be his tone, it's going to be something you know warmer and friendlier. Uh, you know, they'll be able to. To bite down less on wooden spoons and actually support him come November. Dory Murdoch, thank you for being with us. As always, we love your insight and your reflection. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Okay, talk to you soon again, yep. Annie. Thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nationally syndicated columnist, Fox News contributor, also a member of Project 21, Dory Murdoch. I think the phrase that I continue to hear that should be a reflection for Donald Trump has something to do with heaping burning coals. <laughs> This is true. Cosign? <laughs> I will cosign that, yes. Yeah, it's the Bible, so I will always cosign that. Um, yeah, if you've heard, never heard of heaping burning coals, just Google it. And uh, that's, that's kind of the direction this needs to head in. We're going to take a quick break. Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant, my friend from the 58th District in Illinois, has something to say about the governor. Have you heard J.B. Pritzker mouthing off about how, uh, you know, these darn red state governors sending us these immigrants? Shame on them. Well, what about the I mean, could could Governor Abbott not just say the exact same thing about where the immigrants came from before he got them? You would think so. That would that would track. But that's not how we talk about things in the political world when we want to gain political points. Red state, blue state, got to keep people as mad at the other side as we can. Meanwhile, we got a real crisis in the state of Illinois. And the state senator says that uh, we got something we need to do about it. Let's get to the bottom of it with Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant when we come back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The president needs to do more. The Congress needs to do more. Uh, cities out here that are the target of this political game that Governor Abbott is playing uh, are suffering. And uh, here in Illinois, it's minus 29 degrees uh, outside with the wind chill. Uh, we have migrants that arrive from Texas virtually every day, uh, hundreds, and uh, we don't have places to put them. We don't have enough shelter space here. There are plenty of other cities where, you know, if he's going to send people, they could be sent. But no, he's choosing only Democratic states, Democratic cities. Well, it sounds like J.B. Pritzker has a problem with the migrant problem that our whole country has. But only in the political sense. How come how come the red state governor is sending him to the blue cities in the blue states? I don't know. Maybe there is a reason behind that. And I find it interesting that J.B. Pritzker calls what Governor Abbott is doing, in his words, a political game. Spare me. Uh, reading from the centersquare.com, a report from a couple weeks ago, Illinois has been under some form of a gubernatorial disaster proclamation for most of the past four years, giving the Pritzker administration sweeping emergency powers to send spend taxpayer dollars. Uh, some are looking for a change. Since September 2022, J.B. Pritzker has issued 30-day disaster proclamations addressing the on ongoing migrant crisis. His most recent proclamation expired Monday. Friday, he issued his 18th disaster proclamation. Well, let's get another perspective on this. We welcome to the show Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant, my friend. She's from the 58th District. You can uh, find her online at bryantforillinois.com. Senator, thanks for being here with us today to get your perspective on what's going on here in the state of Illinois. Thank you, Annie. You did a really good job uh, in relaying that from Center Square because it's been uh, quite frustrating to be here in the Senate. I'm the assistant floor leader, so I tend to debate a lot of these controversial bills. Um, what is now termed the Trust Act, which is a, a bill that really hinders law enforcement from talking to, um, uh, to ICE so we can get rid of some of the folks who come in that are um, committing crimes mm -hmm. uh, is one issue. The other issue is just as you described, the governor continues to sign exec, uh, emergency orders which lets him skirt the procurement laws so he can spend money pretty much the way he wants. Uh, in addition, he keeps sweeping money. Uh, the Democrats uh, gave him in this budget year the ability to sweep up to 8% from agencies that he controls. Ordinarily, he can do five. He can do eight now. So he's swept $160 million, and he wants legislators to come back and, and uh, backfill that. Man. Uh, Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with us right now. Tell us... Tell us some of the things that Illinois uh, residents, taxpayers, what their money is going to spend because of this influx of migrants coming to Illinois. What are we paying for? Well, first, think about the fact that um, about uh, 80 percent 
of those who are coming to the United States right now, according to J.B. Pritzker and according to some of the Democrats, are coming as asylum seekers. 80% of those who come as asylum seekers are going to be found to not actually be eligible for asylum. Uh, but we're turning them loose. So instead of having the Trump era remain in Mexico while well, we sorted all of that out, we have them coming here. So I just got a statistic this morning that said 1,900 Illinoisans or 1,900 people in Illinois last year died of fentanyl poisoning. 1,900. And, and that's one year. And we know that about 80% of all the fentanyl coming into the United States is coming across the southern border, right? So there's just one, one aspect. Yeah. Um, some of the money, you're asking about the money. Uh, besides this $160 million that he's sweeping for so-called asylum seekers in the city of Chicago, which, by the way, said they wanted to be a sanctuary city, there's almost $2 billion going for immigrant health care and for welcome centers, which... Uh, to, to your listeners, includes one in Fairmont City. So you have a welcoming center, which is not like when you see somebody coming into the state, welcoming them into the state. It's a place where non-citizens can go to get things like laptops, help with groceries, help with rent, all things that citizens are not eligible for. And their applications at those welcome centers are only in Spanish. So when I went into one in Carbondale and asked if I could get one in English, they told me that they would have to ha have one faxed. Faxed, not scanned, but faxed. And I asked for one. I said, what if I am here? There's a lot of Somali students at SIU. Yeah. What if I'm Somali and I speak some English, but I don't speak any Spanish? What do I do about an application for that? So this is such a broad topic. Uh, but I think really the essence of all of it is we're releasing people into our country who probably 80% of the time have no right to be here. Wow. I, I just did a quick search here online. You said Fairmount City. That's 11 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. Yes. Uh, so yes. this is not a Chicago thing. This is not a broad state of Illinois. This is a right here in St. Louis thing. Yeah. And if you're on the Missouri side of the river, that that river and those bridges aren't stopping individuals that are being brought to Fairmount City from coming over to this side of the state at all. So how do they get to Fairmount City? What is the process of of these individuals finding this center, this this welcome center in Fairmount City? Uh, so generally, I, I, I the, the welcoming centers that I'm aware of are there's one in Carbondale, one in Fairmont City. I think there's one up one up by Western Illinois University. There's a couple over in Champaign. All the rest are in Chicago. So quite often, it, you know, we have a lot of uh, migrant farm workers Um I used to represent Union County, which has all those great wineries and and uh, and orchards uh, in the Metro East. You've got Eckert's over in Belleville and so forth. So you have a lot of migrant workers that are coming. Since you asked this question, here's my concern right now. If you live in an area where there's an Amtrak station or a Greyhound station, we do have people who are being brought to Chicago from Texas. But what is Chicago going to do with these individuals? I think they're going to start putting them on Amtrak. So it, uh, I represent um, Mount Vernon, DuCoin, uh, a little piece of Centralia, and I go to church in Carbondale. Centralia, DuCoin, and Carbondale have Amtrak stations. Uh, Mount Vernon is the um, crossroads of I-64 and I-57. If you send people on Amtrak to the Metro East, they're going to get off at those, at those stations there. Now, I'm not aware that it's happening yet. I'm hearing rumors that it's starting to happen. 
Uh, but they got to go somewhere with these individuals, even if you take it straight out of J.B. Pritzker's mouth. He thinks that there are other cities. Carbondale made themselves a welcoming city. So they're probably going to get some of these folks. Um, so I think uh, East St. Louis, I believe, I don't know if they declared themselves a welcoming city, but they're certainly close to that Amtrak line and to Greyhound. So I think folks need to quit thinking about the fact that this is only Chicago because we told Chicago as legislators, we're not giving you any more money. Republicans did. They know that in the end, they hold all the cards right. and they're going to get more money. J.B. Pritzker now wants the legislature to come back and backfill this $160 million that he stole from places like DCFS. So, yeah, so there's, we're going to be addressing this. And then when legislators like me and almost all of the ones in Southern Illinois vote no on that supplemental budget, we're going to be accused of not uh, loving kids, of not caring about breast cancer, of not caring about epi- all of those things like DHS, um, uh, all of those uh, DCFS, all those places where he skimmed money, we're going to be expected to backfill. And I'm not, I'm not planning to do it. He needs to find the money. He's to take it out of those uh, that undocumented health care that he's been funding to the tune of two billion dollars. Man, it's just it, it never ends with with these Democrats in the state. And it is so I I'm, I'm don't need to to preach to you about this. You live it every day. But the lack of any sort of power that the Republicans have because of the super minorities we're in and J.B. Pritzker being, in my opinion, the leading progressive uh, in, in a position of power in this country because they get away with a lot of things in Illinois because it kind of flies under the radar. I'm begging you and your Republican colleagues to stand on principle and mm-hmm. to scream this from the from the mountaintops because I'm going to have you here to talk about it. But everybody else needs to understand the way that these operations are put into place. How much does it affect when 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 I I remember when sanctu- when sanctuary cities and sanctuary states uh, came about, I believe Governor Rauner was the one who was a Republican who decided to kind of bring this onto the table for the state of Illinois. But J.B. Pritzker and the Democrats have stood very strongly by the idea of being welcoming and, and, and you know, the, the whole Statue of Liberty speech that we hear so often. And if you don't stand by that, then you are a racist bigot. And we hear this over and over and over again. Well, then they start coming. And now it's the Republican governor in Texas's fault. How much does the fact that we are sanctuary, a sanctuary state, and then, of course, Chicago being a sanctuary city, you mentioned Carbondale as well, that sanctuary status, are they getting what they asked for here? Yeah, they are. And, and, uh, and J.B. Prisker will push back and say that the Trust Act is not a sanctuary state bill. But it is, in essence, because law enforcement is not allowed to coordinate at all on any uh, on any of these issues. So let's suppose that, that someone is arrested uh, because it's evident that they are a, uh, an illegal immigrant, okay? But uh, if they weren't arrested for something else, they can't hold them only on that immigration issue. They can't even ask them that. That's what comes under the trust act. I just filed a bill. That sounds like uh, sanctuary to me. That sounds exactly I, like yeah, sanctuary. It does. Uh, well, Department of Corrections, you know, which is my wheelhouse, I'm retired from the Department of Corrections. They used to be able to notify ICE that they had someone that was getting ready to parole. They can't, they're not even allowed to do that anymore. They're not allowed to tell ICE uh, what the, J.B. Pritzker's answer is, well, yeah, they need to put a detainer on that person, but they don't know the Department of Corrections is holding that person. If the Department of Corrections cannot notify them that they have them and that they're about to release them. So I just filed a bill to repeal the Trust Act. 
Um, I, uh, I wish that I had known that actually there wasn't a bill. I assumed uh, wrongly uh, because, you know, there's 10,000 bills filed in every legislative session, literally 10,000 plus. I thought there was one to repeal the Trust Act. I didn't, I didn't have hope that it would get called, but I just realized that there isn't even one to repeal it. So I filed it about two weeks ago to repeal the Trust Act. It is a sanctuary state act. And we fought that with Governor Rauner. I don't care if the person's Democrat or Republican. What Governor Rauner did in that in that act was unconscionable. And he needs to be held responsible. But Governor Pritzker has now taken that and run with it and is spending our money on those who, not people who came here legally. My best friend's from Nicaragua. She waited seven years in Mexico to come here on a third country visa because, and, and while she was there, do you know in Mexico that you cannot earn money if you are not, you cannot work a job where you earn money if you're not a Mexican citizen. Wow. So in Mexico, while she and her husband are trying to survive after fleeing Nicaragua, um, they waited seven years to come here, learned the language, became citizens. Their children and their grandchildren are all citizens here, uh, started a small business. She's so anti-illegal immigration. She makes me look like a moderate in that issue. Uh, so those who are here legally, they don't like that benefits are being taken away from them. Uh, and one more thing, if I could, sure. this, this issue with Medicaid for undocumented immigrants, you think about this for just a minute. If you are a legal citizen in Illinois, a citizen on Medicaid, you're on a program that's called managed care. You have to have pre-approval for your doctor, pre-approval for the hospital. You have a spend down um, and uh, pre-approval for your procedure. If you are a non-citizen, you're on fee for service, which means you can pick your doctor, hospital. You don't need pre-approval for your procedure and you have no spend down. If you are ages right now, 55, they've put a little bit, the governor put a little bit of rule in there uh, where he capped it at 70,000 people. So 70,000 can take advantage of that if you are 42 and older, 42 and older, okay? They're already covered from zero to, I think it's age 19 under all kids. So there's only a gap of 19 to 42. Everybody else is getting something better than citizens, including our homeless veterans Man. are not treated the same as non-citizens. So. Terry, before I let you go, and I want to remind people, we're speaking to Illinois State Senator Terry Bryan of the 58th District uh, within the listening range here of 97.1 FM Talk. You need to talk to the people listening right now that are getting as fired up and angry as I am and as you are. They need to know something that they can do, somebody who they can talk to, that they can be a part of some sort of movement, because it's not going to come from Republicans like yourself in the Senate and in the, in the, the General Assembly, because there's not enough of you, and that is on the voters in the state of Illinois to rectify that in November. What can they do right now to push back on this tyrannical governor and the supermajority of Democrats running out of Springfield? So one thing they can do is call my office to tell me that they're with me on this issue because I keep tallies of all of these issues. Um, they can call the Democrats because this is their issue and tell them that they're not going to stand for it anymore. But any uh, you we can make a difference even in a super minority. Um, we had an, an issue with the prison review board over the last few years where governor Pritzker was appointing really far left individuals who actually released, you might remember one of the individuals from Madison County, Paula Sims released her from prison. The three members of this, uh, uh, Senate, uh, where we, where we actually confirmed them 
the committee where we confirmed those appointees. It was Senator McClure, Senator Plummer, and myself. We pushed back so hard that we actually got three of those members kicked off the board. And now we have a full board that is functioning in a much better way. So what do we do? We be we have to talk on shows like this and tell people that the governor has skimmed this money yeah. and he's giving it to a city who said they wanted to be a sanctuary city, who said that they would eat the cost of this. And now the rest of us who said we want no part of this are being expected to fund that. So give us the power as Republicans, give give us that ability to say, I've had a thousand people call my office and they're not going to put up with this. But more so, call those Democrat offices, flood their phones, because they think they're getting by with this and they shouldn't be allowed to get by with it. Flood the governor's phones and read off things like this, like 80% of asylees are going to get sent back uh, of those who are applying for asylum. Tell them that we're not going to put up with 1,900 people in Illinois dying for fent- from fentanyl poisoning. When you say that, to, we have to expose what's happening. Talk about it at the coffee shops and so forth. Yeah. Well, we're happy to be able to have you on here. And we thank you for bringing this issue to our attention because it's easy to put it off. There's a, a big dramatic election taking place on a national stage. But these are the issues that affect us in our neighborhoods. 11 minutes from where I sit right now, this welcoming center is bringing these people to here. And then what happens next and who's keeping tabs on them? And are you safe in your own communities that you are funding and paying for Uh, We have to ask these questions and we have to ask them repeatedly. State Senator Terry Bryant, thank you so much for being with us today. It's good to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Annie. Thanks for doing what you do. Thank you. It's my my honor and pleasure to do so. I know you feel the same way. You can connect with Terry Bryant online at bryantforillinois.com, B-R-Y-A-N-T, for illinois.com. Let's get get a little, let's get a little active, uh, a a little... um, peacefully protesting aggressive and actually putting our anger and our frustration into action. And when you have state senators like Terry Bryant, she mentioned Jason Plummer, I've met a lot of them, Erica Harris, who's right across the river. She's my state senator. These are people who want to work and fight for you. We have great Republican representation where we have it, and we need to support them and broaden their reach in November. And this issue, man, it is maybe literally on your doorstep. Let's take a quick break. If you want to uh, vote in today's YouTube live chat poll, we want to know, are you Vivek for VP? Yes or no? I can't wait to see the results of this. I love it when it's a yes or no question because it's just pretty decisive, clean cut, and you get to have your say. Let us know what you think about the possibility of a Vivek Ramaswamy vice presidency. Uh, Amy says Tucker Carlson for VP. Okay. Jackie says, yes, though, I would prefer Vivek as is added to Trump's cabinet. So maybe not on the VP part, but the cabinet. Uh, Ball says, hi, absolutely not. I think the VP pick can hurt you more than help. Basically picking yourself for VP just helps the media push that he wants the president wants to be the president forever narrative. What do you think? Let us know on the Anyfar YouTube channel. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I remember where I was the first time I heard this song. And it was, I think it was during COVID. We re-welcomed Pokemon Go back into our family, I think, in 2020. Mm. And we would get in the car and just drive around and give the... We, my husband and I would give our phones to the kids. And then they'd play Pokemon Go in the back of the car. And we would just drive around. Yeah, we did a little of that. And we were on Sirius, I think it's Willie's Roadhouse. The station? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Chuggalug came on, and I stared at my radio for maybe 60 seconds, waiting to see what happens next <laughs> in this song. Yeah, and my, fun. my it, Something like that happens, and my husband knows all the words to these songs, and it's, it's like you've been married to each other for over 10 years, and you're like, where were you storing this information? That I didn't know that you knew the words to a song called Chuggalug. <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever have those instances with your wife where it's like <laughs> you're, you get into something kind of weird and obscure and you're like, how do you know? Like, how do I not know that you know this? It's not how do you know this, but how did we get this far? And, and I didn't find it out. And you've, you, where have you been hiding this? What else don't I know about you? Yeah. The, the weirdest stuff, though, it, it wasn't song lyrics, but there was one recently that I think she said, uh, you know, uh, when, when I was in Ireland or something, I'm like, what are you talking about when you were in Ireland? <laughs> that's, She's that's like, oh, great. I lived there for like a summer. Like, I have no idea this even happened, you know? <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. I don't think it was a full summer, but I, she was there for at least a month. She lived in Ireland. Were you married? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because that would be but she, utterly shocking. She was a jet setter before we got married. And now I'm wanting to take all these vacations, but we have kids and we can't, can't afford go. it. Yeah. I understand how that goes. Yep. Do you ever find anything out about your wife? Do you know everything about her? No, <laughs> I don't know everything about her, but I haven't, like, nothing like that. I haven't found something out about her. Oh, you like, lived in a different country for yeah. some time? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Wow. No. No, there's there hasn't been any surprises with her. My husband has a history degree. He has a communications degree as well. He's a social studies teacher, and he just knows so much about history. Mm-hmm. We're all nerds about things. I think, Ryan, it's not a stretch to say you're probably a Twilight Zone nerd. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. if, if if you could if some if you got into conversation 
with somebody who was really into Twilight Zone, you guys could go for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twilight Zone, Pink Floyd, script writing. Are those the same thing? <laughs> those kinds of things. You know what's crazy? Is there a crossover there? I saw a, 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 one of those quizzes pop up that's, you know, clickbait. That's going to take you through 25 pages. And it goes, if we give you a quote, can you tell us whether it's the name of a Pink Floyd song or a Twilight Zone episode? I'm like, I'm going. It's I'm me. in. It's me. This it's is my, my moment. Did I make this? I don't even know. I have to click. Did you take Maybe it? Maybe I'm in the Twilight Zone. I definitely did. How'd you do? 20 for 20. <laughs> Look, I, you can't see this because yeah. it's the radio. But yeah. this dude is proud of himself. Oh, man. Right now. When thought, did that happen? Uh, this was probably a year ago. <laughs> I still remember it, You'd though. You live to speak of it. I mean, it was a moment that I really wanted to relive, and nobody cared until now. My husband is just very, very well-versed in history. And it's like, I think that I've heard most of the things he's heard. I just don't retain them. He retains it all. So we'll be talking about something, or some maybe watching a movie, and he'll be like, oh, that's because in 1862. Uh, and, and, like, and then he'll just go in, and I'm looking at him like, are you... Are you making this up? And he's he's offended every time, as he should be. <laughs> that I would assume that he's just. Does he ever make it up? No. So you're. But just... he's he's so smart about it, like so specifically knowledgeable about it. This is the difference between a communication degree and real degrees. <laughs> All I needed to do was get out of college and get an internship where I could work for free. <laughs> yeah. My husband. Went and got a communications degree. Then he went and got a history degree. Then he had a teaching certification and a bunch of other endorsements. And he actually learned things in school. I didn't. <laughs> and he knows that's a it. Fact. And then he dumps it out on me. Degrees, and I'm, I'm not really accusing him of lying. I'm just really offended at how dumb I apparently am. And it well, hurts. I'll second that. It hurt. Thank you. And um, let's go. Bye. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.